Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin looking ahead to Man City. Hopefully, they will get beaten in the Champions League against PSG, a game you can hear live on TalkSport, by the way, tonight from 8pm. Anyway, let's hear from the manager, Pep Guardiola Guardiola, and defender John Stones. Stones. They've been speaking ahead of their game tonight in the Champions League semi-final with PSG. I've just told you that. Live on TalkSport from 8pm. I've just told you that as well. We'll hear from Stonesy shortly, but this is Pep Guardiola Guardiola on his side's chances of reaching the final and possibly a date with destiny. No pressure there then. I don't think about it, but can a bad game and we are out of the final. But in the same times, in the same times, what I think right now, we're going to do an incredible game and going to reach the final. This is my feeling. We don't want to miss this opportunity. Don't be in ourselves and do a good game. I had the feeling we're going to do well. Paris Saint-Germain are one of the, the best teams in the world. They're in the Champions League for a reason. That's why they're in a semi-final of the, of the Champions League. And no matter where they play, home or away, it comes down to us being who we are as a, as a team, as, as a club. We, we don't have to focus too much on, on Paris and think about ourselves and what we're good at, what we needed to, to improve on from, from the previous game and, you know, be fully focused on what we want to achieve. Kevin De Bruyne with a cross inside the penalty area that everybody missed, including Kila Navas. So it's the first time we are here, most of us, together in this club. And of course, we, I know exactly what we are playing for. But sometimes in this type of games, you don't need much emotions. It starts to be more calm and exactly know what you have to do and just speak about us, us and us and what you have to do. We're going to try to do it. Now, it has been confirmed by Greater Manchester Police that an investigation is ongoing into the violent disorder surrounding protests at Old Trafford, which saw a number of officers injured on Sunday. A man has been arrested after the demonstration against the club's owners turned ugly. The United Supporters Trust has urged co-chairman Joel Glazer to engage with the fans, but the former assistant at Old Trafford, Rennie Mullenstein, has said that these protests won't affect the owners. Watford's Troy Deeney doesn't expect the Glazers to sell up until they receive silly money. But this is Simon Jordan, and the reason he thinks the United fan base are really frustrated. 
football fans once upon a time would say I don't care who owns my football club I don't want to know them all I want to know is my team is doing well on the pitch and here comes the real answer between 2005 and 2013 when Man United were winning something they might not have liked the Glazers but they weren't doing this between 2013 and 2021 when they're not winning things here's the narrative I don't think they're going anywhere Al to be totally honest with you why would they? it's business to them they're looking at it purely from a business perspective they're making a lot of money until somebody comes with some serious money why would you come down because it, yep. it's all about profits and losses with these people I don't think it will have a, a lot of effect Ali to be fairly honest because it's been like this for the last 15-16 years there has been different protests in different shapes and forms what they need to do now they need to take this moment to try to get the, 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 the organisations that are responsible whether the Premier League I don't know but to making sure that they protect something, put a protection in place that this can never happen again. The wider point about um, Man United protesting against the Glazers and obviously against the Super League as well is great. And I think you'll probably see a lot more protests from fans at other clubs. Uh, I think there's probably Newcastle fans thinking we should have done that with, say, Mike Ashley, for instance. They they would probably think that, you know, United and maybe Chelsea to a certain extent set a bit of a benchmark here. Now, I'm, I'm not advocating anarchy. I don't want that. But you certainly have to take it a bit further in order to get your voice heard. And they certainly have had their voice heard. There were a group of Manchester United supporters or people who were claiming to be Manchester United supporters who broke into Old Trafford. They should have been condemned on air and they weren't. And I love Jamie Carragher, and I love Gary Neville, and I, you know, these are they. You know, I respect everything they've had as a careers and what they say as pundits and the way they've dealt with this whole scenario. They have been magnificent, both what they've said and what they've written. But they got it wrong last night. They got it wrong. They said they can't have a pop. Yes, you can. You cannot go breaking the law. They should have said that this isn't what they were watching was unlawful. And I think they're too close to the situation. I I felt that they weren't. They weren't. They didn't take a step back. What was going on there? Fans running. They would have seen it all. How can that be? How can you not condemn that? We don't need another one of those at this point because we have the constructive debate that we can enter into. So trust us mm. to put those those points forward so that so that we can get what we want. You know, uh, our version of what we're. And bear in mind, it's not just what United supporters want. It's what football supporters and most people in that football family want as well. I totally get it. And demonstrations are absolutely fine. But when it starts becoming violent, when you start bursting into stadiums and knocking through doors and smashing things and people get hurt and injured, I think that's completely wrong and I don't think that's the way forward. I think there's other ways to do it. <laughs> there's more to come. Not not in this uh, this manner, hopefully, but I definitely think there's going to be a lot more fallout between the start of next season with this Super League stuff. And, uh, you know, we've, Premier League have got to make a statement and, and act really quickly. Now, staying with the Premier League, but of course, events on the pitch. And Big Sam's West Brom look doomed after they only managed to draw against rivals Wolves over on TalkSport 2. And West Ham beat Burnley at Turf Moor. This was the reaction on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Full-time as the rain continues to tip down, been filthy and cold, it's May, but Burnley 1, West Ham 2. Well, I don't think we're going away at the moment. I think it still gives us a chance of uh, still getting talked about for the Champions League. Whether we make it, I don't know if we ever can or I don't know if we will, but we're not going away from that. I mean, the big thing for us, I think, would be to try and somehow get a European spot now we're there. 
But if we don't, I don't think we'd turn around and say, you know, we, we'd be disappointed. No, I'd be lying. I would be disappointed. But the fact of the matter is, we wouldn't turn around and say it's been a bad season. We've had, we've had a really good season. Well, they've turned it around. Burnley 1, West Ham 2. It's Antonio 2 as well. This another clever move. Well, he's really he's been really important for us for since last year when we stayed up really after lockdown the goals he scored in that period were great but he showed it again tonight what he's capable of and really I mean the disappointing thing is that he didn't end up with three or four goals tonight but uh, we just made a couple of poor decisions and or we, we or we wouldn't have had to sort of deal with what we had in the last five or ten minutes Michael Antonio how did he never get an England cap football snobbery at the highest he was in a squad I seem to remember George and he pulled out he was injured I think yeah he was in a squad um, I, lo- I like Michael Antonio I, there is a lot about his game which gives you something different. Actually, do you know what? I actually think when he was in the squad, I think he was playing right wing. He wasn't playing up top. This was he a while, this was a few seasons ago. Because he plays in a number of positions, doesn't he? Yeah, he'd play anywhere. Great character. I think if he played for a City, Chelsea, Bruno FC, he'd, he'd have had 50 caps by now. I think had he... Oh, I don't if know. If, I don't know about If he that. was a bit younger, George, I, th- I think with, he's, 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 the, he's north of 30 now, isn't he? Yeah, but you need you need a character, you need a leader in the team as well as these young men. I'm a, I'm a is fan. He, is he a leader, Antonio? Absolutely. I'm a Great fan. Character, yeah, I, I am character. a fan. I think he's, I think West Ham. We saw actually recently that they're not the same side without him. No, exactly. They're not the same yeah. side without. But you know, I, I'm yet. I'm yet. I know this is going to. I'm yet to be convinced, George. I don't see him as you see him, and I don't see him as a lot of West Ham fans see him. I'd have him above Rashford in that England team, Andy. No, you wouldn't. I was disappointed with the second one. The, the first one can happen. You know, we give the way uh, the ball cheap, but they put a really good uh, cross in. Their player gets stronger than ours on the back stick. But the second one, we've got enough bodies in there. We don't read the cross. We don't act quick enough. But a lot of the defending was good. We've had to make blocks. We've had to hope he's had a couple of big saves to make. We've had to do all them things right. And, you know, the strange thing about football would have been hard on them, I think, tonight. But Jay Rodriguez has a chance and you might nick yourself a nice point out of that one. A cracking second half in the 148th league meeting between these two bitter rivals and it's finished all square. Full time at the Hawthorns. West Bromwich Albion won. Wolverhampton Wanderers won. It took Sam Allardyce coming out as well and, 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 and telling his players, you know, you've got to take risks now. You've got to throw throw men forward and, and that's that, that's been West Brom's story you know the players have got to take responsibility but again just go on like you say just see what let's see what they can get I know the next four matches are difficult but they've got to go out and perform like they did in the second half and like you say the belief it has to as a manager it's his responsibility to, to motivate the players and keep them going they can't they can't give up even the three points tonight would still be hugely difficult now we've made it even more difficult now because well, I think we still have to win the five we've been so close Aston Villa you know, last minute today, missing them chances. So fortunately, it's just it's just happened too many times to us. So uh, we have to take it on the chin and, and really just try and see the season out as best we can by taking the next game to try and win it, no matter who we're playing. The first time that we we come we come to play here since we arrived four seasons ago. We go up, they go down. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. But uh, uh, I would like to play a derby with our fans and. West Brom fans at Molyneux here, yeah, so I think it's good for for the for Black Country. We are here and we need football. And our fans, fans of West Brom, everybody needs football. Could Brighton boss Graham Potter really be the next Spurs manager? Well, Adrian Durham thinks that they should be chasing the Inter Milan boss Antonio Conte after they were crowned Italian champions. We'll also hear from the Seagulls defender Adam Webster and Jamie O'Hara. But first up, this is the former Spurs midfielder, Daniel Danny Murphy. I understand it because of the way they play when Tottenham brought in Pochettino. 
He'd only been at Southampton five minutes before they, they took him. So they could go down that route again. Might surprise one or two, you know, and the Tottenham fans generally, they think we want someone in there who's been it and done it, but they've just gone down that road and didn't work. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised he's linked with it, but we'll have to wait and see on that. The way he sets us up every week is amazing, really. We all have a, a clear understanding of our roles and responsibilities within the team and um, the way we press, the way we can hurt teams. So it really does give us the best opportunity to go and, and get three points. And, yeah, like I say, the performances throughout the whole season have been, been pretty good. The managing Ryan Mason than Graham Potter, if I'm honest. Really? Well, you know, he's, he's played three, he's won two. We're playing some attacking football. I mean, what's Graham Potter going to do different to what Ryan Mason could do? I call him Graham Plodder, which is a little bit um, disrespectful. I think he is better than that. But there's a there's a there's a pedestrian way that Brighton play that some people seem to love. I, I, I look at the lack of goals and think, well, it's got to get better than that. Potter, Parker, or Eddie Howe, and then I look at Antonio Conte, who's just won the title oh, at Inter Milan. Please. That's who Spurs should be trying to attract to their football club. If they go with any of the first three, with the greatest of respect to those three, there's no way Kane stays. I mean, you imagine that conversation. Daniel Levy saying to Harry Kane, listen, I know, I know you talk possibly about going, but I'm going to persuade you to stay. Do you know why? Because Eddie Howe's coming to manage this club. He's out the door like a shot. Now, straight after being crowned World Snooker Champion, Mark Selby joined my show to react to his victory against Sean Murphy. And this is what the jester from Leicester had to say on his fourth world title. This one's for the underdogs. We played here last year with no crowd and because of what it is, because of what the tournament brings and the, and the venue, even playing here last year with no crowd, you still get motivated because it, mm. the tournament, it is what it is. You know, I mean, some of the tournaments we've played in this year, some of the smaller ones, you walk out there and you think... I'm a little bit flat and you're sitting in your chair thinking, well, it doesn't really matter whether I win or lose because it's not a tournament, there's no crowd. But you, you didn't feel that here last year uh, at the Crucible. You're still trying your hardest because you know what's at stake at the end of it. But mm. to obviously be out there this year with a crowd, I mean, obviously the best thing in the world, playing obviously at the World Championships, full crowd at, at the best of arena we're playing. Well, that's nearly it for me on this podcast. Let me remind you of live football are coming your way from 7pm. Our coverage begins of Man City against PSG. It's, of course, the Champions League semi-final second leg. The game kicks off at 8pm. And I will obviously take your calls from 10. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. As I said, I'll see you on my show tonight at 10pm. Taking lots of calls from happy French people that involve the phrase Trebien. And maybe a je vous tranquilo de pêche. They're the only two sentences I learned when I was at school. Anyway, hopefully PSG will knock out Man City. My views, no one else's. Unless, of course, you support PSG, then it's your view as well. Anyway, make sure you join me and the fun boy from 10pm for reaction to that incredibly big semi. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talkable Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.